Good morning. Today I will be using the NIV version of the Bible to read from Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 43. Jesus teaches how to love our enemies. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others what you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. And Jesus teaching on judging others. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you jesus also told this parable can the blind lead the blind will they not both fall into a pit the student is not above his teacher but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. These are the words of Christ. Well, hello everyone. It is great to be speaking to you today. My name's Sophie and I'm on the staff team here at St. Saviour's Church. I'm the curate here. 
Fun fact, I noticed that Alan and I are twinning this morning, just to say that is most definitely unintentional that we have dressed the same way. And today I am continuing our series, Courageous Faith, looking at the theme of character. And we're going to be exploring the question, how do we make the way of Jesus our way of life? How do we make the way of Jesus our way of life? Let me pray for us as we start. Father, we pray that we might encounter you in a fresh way. We pray that you would speak to us now by your spirit. Amen. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Turn the other cheek. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks, everyone who asks. If anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others what you would have them do to you. Focus on the plank in your own eye, not the speck in someone else's. Be merciful, do not judge, do not condemn. Well, to me, this passage reads a lot like a list of do's and don'ts. And it's an inspirational list, but it feels out of reach. It feels unattainable to get there. It feels unrealistic for me to imagine a time when I can honestly say that I'm living completely in step with this list. Perhaps on a good day, some of those statements might be true of me on a really, really good day. But not all of them, all of the time, by any stretch of the imagination. That being said, I believe that to read this as a list of do's and don'ts is to miss the point. If we steer in this way, we can get caught up in works and religiosity, when Jesus offers us a life of freedom and grace. Jesus fulfilled the law. There is nothing that we can do to earn his love, his forgiveness, his grace. They are gifts freely given. Therefore, it follows that this list is not a new rule book for disciples of Christ, but it points to a way of life. It's not a new rule book, for disciples of Christ, but it points to a way of life. It points to the way of Jesus. The Cambridge Dictionary defines the phrase way of life as the manner in which a person lives. What we see in this passage points to the manner in which we should live, the way in which we should live. It's not a new rule book for disciples of Christ, but it points to a way of life, and it reflects the way of Jesus. If we look to the life of Jesus, we see that the manner in which he lived was one of unconditional love, radical generosity, forgiveness, mercy, and grace. The way of Jesus reflects the way of life that we see listed in this passage. Today, we're going to consider how we make the way of Jesus, our way of life, how we seek for the manner in which we live to be one of unconditional love, radical generosity, forgiveness, mercy, and grace. How we make the way of Jesus our way 
of life? And I think that Jesus gives us the answer in this passage. Towards the end of the passage, we read that Jesus shares a parable. He talks about the blind leading the blind, and then he talks about a student and a teacher. Luke chapter 6, verse 40 reads, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. The message version puts it like this. An apprentice doesn't lecture the master. The point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher. An apprentice doesn't lecture the master. The point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher. I believe that it's no coincidence that Jesus follows his teaching about a way of life with this parable. To me, it reads something like this. I've pointed to a way of life. Now it's up to you. Are you going to learn from me and become like me? Or are you going to make someone else your teacher? The blind leading the blind. And he's directing this message, this teaching, to his disciples. The passage that we're exploring is commonly known as being part of the Sermon on the Mount. And before the words of Jesus are shared, the passage says that a large crowd of his disciples were there. And it even specifies that Jesus looked at his disciples as he shared this teaching. This way of life that Jesus points to is directed to his disciples, his followers. As disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus, we are to make the way of Jesus our way of life. How do we do that? How do we make the way of Jesus our way of life? We follow him as our teacher and we take on the role of apprentice to Jesus. John Mark Homer talks about what it looks like to be an apprentice to Jesus in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And he says that it's very simple. It means that you live the way that Jesus lived. You take his life and his teachings as your template, your model, your pattern. This means that the central question of our apprenticeship to Jesus is pretty straightforward. How would Jesus live if he were me? How would Jesus live if he were me? To make the way of Jesus our way of life, to take his life and his teaching as our template, our model, our pattern, is easier said than done. It's one thing to ask ourselves, how would Jesus live if he were me? And it's another to do it in practice. It's really, really hard to do it in practice. But the good news is that we are apprentices to Jesus, students of Jesus. Today, an apprentice is someone who is learning a trade or craft by practical experience and study. Many definitions of the term apprentice include the word novice. In other words, an apprentice is a beginner. And apprentices aren't expected to get it all right all of the time because that's the nature of what it means to be an apprentice. An apprentice is someone who is learning and growing and developing. I've never been an apprentice before, but I have been an ordinand, which, believe it or not, functions very similarly to an apprenticeship. 
As an ordinand, I was learning by practical experience and study what it means to be a priest in the Church of England. And while my tutor and my supervisor took my training really seriously, they didn't expect me to get it all right all of the time because that's the nature of what it means to be training for ordination. That being said, there were some expectations. I was expected to be teachable and to be willing to learn, and I was expected to be aware that I needed to grow and to develop, to be open to growing and to developing. Curacy functions fairly similarly if you're interested. It's a bit like trainee vicar apprenticeship 2.0. As apprentices to Jesus, we're not expected to get it all right all of the time because that's the nature of what it means to be an apprentice. As apprentices, we should recognize that we are novices, we're beginners, we need Jesus as our teacher. We're in the series Courageous Faith, and I think that this is courageous faith to acknowledge that we're apprentices who need to learn and grow and develop. That's that takes humility, doesn't it? It takes vulnerability to do that. It's courageous to do that. The fundamental difference, though, about an apprenticeship to a trade or craft and our apprenticeship to Jesus is that we are lifelong apprentices. We never graduate from the status of apprentice. Irrespective of age, of knowledge, of background, we are lifelong apprentices to Jesus, continually seeking to make the way of Jesus our way of life, continually asking ourselves, what would Jesus do if he were me? How do we make the way of Jesus our way of life? We follow him as our teacher, and we take on the role of apprentice to Jesus. Last year, I got really into Strictly Come Dancing. I'm very excited that it started last night. Come on, Strictly 2021. And if you know the program at all, which I'm sure that many of you do, you'll know that um, celebrity apprentices, novices of dance, uh, partnered with a professional dancer. And at the start of the program, they are absolutely terrible dancers. You can completely see the difference between the celebrity novice and the professional dancer. But over the course of the competition, as they learn and grow and develop, as they learn from their professional teacher, you see them look more and more like the professionals. The same can be said of Celebrity MasterChef. You're beginning to get a sense of the caliber of programs that I enjoy watching. And just a caveat there that I'm one episode behind. I don't know who won it, so please do not give me a spoiler. It's dangerous, dangerous um, analogy that I'm sharing here. But at the start of the program, they are terrible chefs, these celebrities. They don't know what they're doing. One of them made poached pineapples like poached pears in a curdled cream, and he served it. I thought he should have kept it strictly in the kitchen. But over the weeks, as they learn from the professional chefs, as they're open to learn and to grow and to develop, they, their plates of food look restaurant quality. They begin to look like professional chefs. In his book, Apprentice to Jesus, Chris Rogers writes that if over time we continue to invest in our relationship with Jesus 
and commit each day to behaving like he did, then we'll naturally become more like him. Over time, as we make the way of Jesus our way of life, we will become more like him. And I like this phrasing that Chris uses, commit each day. I find it helpful because lifelong apprenticeship to Jesus feels a bit intimidating. It feels a bit overwhelming. But we can take it one day at a time, one situation at a time. We can commit each day to following the way of Jesus as our way of life. What would it look like to make the way of Jesus your way of life today? What would Jesus do if he were you? How can you apply this to your school, your workplace, your family, your friendships, your local community? How can you try to practice unconditional love, radical generosity, forgiveness, mercy, and grace, however imperfectly? Is there a situation that comes to mind? How can you respond as an apprentice to Jesus? As I reflect on this for myself as an apprentice to Jesus, I'm reminded that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And in my role as curate here, I believe that that's really essential to what I do in this church and in this local community because that's at the core of what it means to be ordained, to, to serve others. So each day I need to ask myself, what would Jesus do if he were me in this conversation, in this ministry, in this situation? How would he serve others if he were me? How can I make the way of Jesus my way of life today? Imagine the impact that we could have if each of us took on the role of apprentice to Jesus and made the way of Jesus our way of life, even if we just apply it to one situation. And even if we just apply it to one day. Imagine if each of us did this for the next week, the next month, the next year. I don't know what it would look like, but I know that it would make a difference, a big difference, and that is really, really exciting. We're coming to a close, so I'd love to invite, invite the band to come up. And as we come to a close, I want to remind us that following the way of Jesus as our way of life is not about works or religiosity, because Jesus offers us a life of freedom, and grace. I said that at the start and I want to reiterate it as we come to a close because it's really important that we understand this. It's important that we follow the way of Jesus as our way of life, confident and assured in the knowledge that he loves us unconditionally. He's radical in his generosity and he offers us forgiveness, mercy and grace. Would you like to stand? And um, I'm going to say in a minute just a, a prayer over us, um, which is from Lectio Divina, and I just felt it was really appropriate for what we're thinking about today. Um, but also as I was praying, as I was thinking about this, I think that two, two groups of people came to mind today. Maybe, maybe for some of you, um, there's a person or a situation that's come to mind where you think, I need to intentionally 
follow the way of Jesus as my way of life in this situation. I need to ask myself, what would Jesus do if he were me in this situation? And we'd love to pray for you if that's you. And another group of people, maybe it's just one person, I just get the sense that maybe um, somebody here or some people here don't know Jesus, don't follow Jesus, but actually you might want to commit your lives to Jesus today, to experience, to know deep down his unconditional love, his radical generosity, his forgiveness, mercy and grace, which he offers you. And again, we would love to pray for you. I will be at the side and I'm sure that some others will as well, if either of those things apply to you. Let's just close in a prayer before we move into a time of worship. Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen.